Hey, welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill, and we are so excited that you're tuning in today. Our prayer is that you would move one step closer to Jesus through this series. So go ahead and check out this next episode. Hey, Strong Roots, I'm here with Pastor John. We just got out of a steadfast sermon series, so we thought it would be really fun to go more in depth about being steadfast. And honestly, you've taught me everything I know about being steadfast, and you've been so relentless in pointing me to Jesus in this way. So I'm excited for you to share what you've taught me over the years with our listeners today. So John, let's just start out. What does steadfast even mean? Steadfast is... I think being firm and unwavering in every circumstance in regard to your core beliefs. And uh, I think a steadfast person is somebody who is able to see their goal and walk towards it uh, when things are really good and when things are really bad and when things are okay. Like somebody who is just, they really see that, they see who they are in all circumstances. My dad is a really steadfast person. Um, when things are really good, when things are really bad, when things are okay, he's still he's still just the same guy. Like he's very steadfast in understanding, you know, God's vision for his life, which is to fund global missions work with everything mm-hmm. that he has. I mean, that's just who he is, you know, all the time. Feast famine, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, he's steadfast for that. Yeah. Why do you think as Christians, being steadfast is so important? Well, I think it's a really big deal because we live in a society that is so, like, we're so dictated by our feelings, you know? Um, I think, like, we talk about seasonal depression, and uh, while I'm sure that existed 50 years ago, it, it wasn't really a thing. And I get that people say, well, it just wasn't talked about, but people struggled with it. No, I think people understood that we are going to be the same person in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, Irregardless, and I think it's just such a trait that's needed today because um, I think that most people are dictated by the moment, and we react a lot, and it's resulted in America, in particular, being a culture that feels pretty yucky. And again, I think the core need in our society is people to be um, steadfast mm-hmm. for their core convictions about what's best for human nature. And I think everybody on every political side would agree that being kind and compassionate and empathetic and slow to anger and quick to listen and slow to speak are good things. You can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican, you can be a liberal, you can be a conservative, you can be an atheist, you can be a Christian, and nobody would disagree with those statements. Um, But even though we say that's who we wanna be, that's who we steadfastly should be, Mm -hmm. um, we're not that way in a lot of circumstances, you know, maybe only with the people we love and agree with. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's a big problem. You know, if we were steadfast, we wouldn't have those issues, so. That's a great point, and I feel like there's a lot of things that we could be steadfast about that are not good. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just throw that out there? I know mm. a lot of people yeah. who are steadfast in drinking, over like overly. I know there's a lot of people who are steadfast in their drug drug use. Mm. But I'm just saying, like. No, no, because you don't think so. I think that's a misdefinition of the word. Because steadfast, okay. so okay. consistent in yeah. drinking, yeah. steadfast for positive, good beliefs. Like steadfast yeah. has a connotation of. Of a, of a faithfulness, yeah, yeah, like a nobility. Yep. Well, yep. my own, my question was, mm-hmm. so you're saying if you're steadfast, it's only for good. Like people can only be steadfast in good things. They can be consistent in lots of different characters, but steadfast implies a noble bent towards like better human character and nature. Yeah. 
Well, what are the best things to be steadfast? That's what I was trying to ask. Ah, I see. Well, we talked about um, what matters most in different mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I think an eternity mindset, you know, clearly is the biggest thing. I think later is longer. I think yeah. um, just understanding that my pleasure in this moment isn't right. I think that preserving relationships with people, I think all the time it's really quick to say, you believe in the wrong thing. If you don't take mm-hmm. a stand against this, then you're a bigot. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to persuade anybody with statements like that. Like that, well, people on both sides all the time making these statements like that, it's like, what are you doing? I want to be steadfast in preserving relationships. I want to be steadfast in pursuing people with an unfailing love, just like Christ pursues me. And love doesn't mean I agree with people, but I'm going to be steadfast um, in, in doing the very best that I can to compassionately and winsomely point people to the grace of Christ in their life. And that I think that would probably be the, the best definition of steadfast I can come up with. Yeah. Do you think there's suffering when it comes to being steadfast? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it is suffering to watch people that I think are, oh man, fantastically hypocritical make statements that are just unbelievably contradictory and like put a gag in my mouth and not say Mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? Like in life, you're counseling someone, you know, you're doing this marriage counseling and you hear someone say something that's like, wow, like you are a huge hypocrite, but then sit down and be like, man, what is a loving thing to do? What is going to preserve relationship. What's the most I can say that will still preserve relationship and lead this person to truth? Like that's suffering. You know, I know that doesn't sound like it, but it is. You know, in marriage, when we're arguing and Kristen sees me be fantastically hypocritical, which may or may not happen, um, you know, she has to suffer to preserve our relationship sometimes. That's like, yeah, they're suffering in steadfastness for sure. You don't feel like it, but you're going to be faithful to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where in our culture and society do you feel like there's a lack of steadfastness in general? Would you say it's marriage? Would you uh, say it's- every sector, just about. I mean, I think in younger generations, uh, regarding career stability, regarding like picking majors, regarding, oh my goodness, you know how many people say, oh, I'm gonna be a doctor, and they do like one week of pre-med, and they're like, oh, it's so hard to study, I'm gonna go to communications, you know, or whatever the easy majors are, which is consequently I was a communications major, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do, right? I mean, that's that's just not steadfast. And then, like, politically, online, like, it's so easy to not be steadfast in a relationship and be, like, keyboard warrior, you know, like, you're terrible because you this, this, and this. And if you love the country, you would blah, 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 blah. And the NFL is terrible. The NFL is good. Da, 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 all these, you know, and it's just easy to not be steadfast in relationships there. And then in marriages. Well, I'm not happy, and I deserve better, so I'm going to whatever. And I don't want to, like, m- trivialize, you know, the suffering that we're all going through. Because um, it's hard in all these contexts. Like, I get it. I've been there. But steadfast is is so, like, I think it's one of the most noble characteristics that we can have. Like, God's love is described as steadfast and unfailing. Like, the work of Christ on the cross was a steadfast and unfailing work. Like, that's that was an expression of his love. There's huge suffering in it. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the most noble and godly of character traits that I can think of. You know, I mean, it's a big deal. Where do you struggle being steadfast the most? I mean, I think getting angry at people who are closest to me. I have a child in my life that, um, one of my children that is honestly, like it's battle to be steadfast and to not to not just, oh, what's wrong? Like, why can't you get ready faster? Why can't you da 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 Like, mm-hmm. steadfast mercy and grace. You know, steadfast compassion, steadfast patience. 
Yeah. Um, I think like I know those are all calls for our lives, but like that's that like that's a big day to day struggle thing. And then I think um, on a larger level, it is hard to be steadfast in my hope for the kingdom of God in this world. Right. And I think that things look pretty dark right now. I believe that God is going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. I cognitively believe that, but to be steadfast in the hope of my heart, that is it. That is something that I must choose. You know, and this is not the first time Christendom has struggled and entered a decline globally and especially nationally. Um, and I know that God is going to win, but in the moment, it just it doesn't feel very good. So, yeah. So how do you remain steadfast in the faith? Like, how how do you know? I mean, I feel like, you know, you went, you went to seminary and you're a pastor and all that stuff. I feel like there's probably a lot of people who are listening right now who are listening because they want to know more about God and they want to know more about Jesus. How would you challenge them to, what are steps they could take to become more steadfast in their faith? Yeah, practical steps to become more steadfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the biggest things is making a list of relationships that you consistently hurt because of frustration. And uh, I mean, whether this is online or whatever, make a list of people and movements that you're most frustrated with, Mm -hmm. like actually write it out and then ask yourself the question, how am I called to love these people in this moment? I'm a Christian, so for me it is, how does Jesus call me or how would Jesus love these people in this moment? And is my heart reflective of that? I mean, because it begins in the heart. But, you know, it's it's really easy for me to say, like, well, I didn't say anything. But in my heart to let all this darkness form, like, those people are so, how can this movement, how can this political party do that? How can anyone, how, what human being would da 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 mm-hmm. And that, like, nothing undoes a steadfast love or a Christ-centered character more than allowing your heart to pontificate on and to marinate on on horrible things you know mm-hmm. and um for me in my life a steadfast love for people that can forgive quickly it just begins with really managing the the waters of my heart and and monitoring that and then disarming broody hateful negativity in my heart and i don't know if you guys struggle with that maybe i'm just maybe you're all like well wow pastor it's just a terrible guy because he has all that that stuff but i just i do you know and i think anytime i find myself being like like that's that's that moment where i'm like whoop <laughs> this is a son or daughter of 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 the king created in the image of god and i'm uhing them like maybe i better like go in there and take a look at that and really manage that and then replacing that anger with a godly belief like hey god created this person and uh they might not be choosing to honor him right now um, but God would love them with a steadfast, patient, unfailing love. And I'm going to do that. It doesn't mean I'm going to affirm what they say, but I am not going to allow my heart to go to this hateful place. That's what I do. So I feel like steadfast, like you just don't wake up one night and or wake up one morning, I should say, and you're like, I'm steadfast now. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that it's a bunch of little, like little things add up to the big things? Like, yeah. what are, so you're saying godly beliefs and stuff, but if there was one thing, like one little step to become more steadfast, like do you think there's, I mean, whether it's reading your Bible, like even for five minutes a day, or what would be some really powerful ways to just make one little itty bitty step towards becoming like Jesus in this way? Obviously, I think knowing the character of Christ through his word, like you said, is, you know, a huge 
step that is fairly small that you can do each morning. Um, and I think part of like a morning, like we call it in Christian circles, quiet time or devotional, but that just means mm-hmm. time reading your Bible and then praying and reflecting on the Word of God. But um, obviously, that is really helpful. I think that taking godly knowledge and then putting it into godly beliefs that, you know, you you want to choose to be, that you want your life to embody, and then saying those godly beliefs out loud each morning, I think is really mm-hmm. important. That's something that I do, you know, most mm-hmm. mornings is, you know, I have these godly beliefs that pop up on my computer and I read them. Like one of them is, you know, my wife is a gift from God and I will love and cherish her today rather than be short and impatient with her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a godly belief that I say every single morning. I say my children are a gift from God given to me to or entrusted to me to train up in the way they should go. You know, and I may, I, I read those statements each morning because that's the man that I want to be, not like impatient, whatever else. So that's like a little step that I do each morning. No big deal. So if there's a line in the sand mm-hmm. and there's a one side, a really steadfast, just someone you admire, just really, really excelling in this area. And then on the other side, just a meh, like they're doing all right. Like, what do you think the difference? What do you think the line is? Like what, I guess like for the people on this side of the line that are like, I want to be like Billy Graham and mm-hmm. John Hill and Stephen Furtick and all these Great Christian Watch. people, like, what, what is it? Like, what do you think? Yeah, that's a big circle you just yeah. put my name with there. That was very nice. <laughs> um, you know, I really think that the people I admire most in life, which, you know, you would actually be in that circle for sure, is a, I mean, people who have a steadfast faith that God is who he says he is. Mm. Like a traditional, clear childlike faith in the promises of God. And I mean, I think I struggle with that more than you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the people you admire most, all of them, like those people she mentioned, in particular, like I think of Billy Graham, you know, when you read his autobiography, Just As I Am, um, what you will see with him and with so many other great men of God like him is is a childlike faith. Mm -hmm. You know, like they came to realize you know, I've looked at the evidence, da, 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 I made a decision, and I'm never going to question it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I made the decision to build my life off of this. Once I've seen the evidence, like, I don't need to go back and re-question that. And if you think about all important relationships in life, whether it's a marriage mm-hmm. um, or anything else, like, in our marriage, like, I chose to marry you, and going back to question that isn't going to help us have a steady relationship. And I think so many of us, you know, with God, it's like, well, why would a good God let this happen? You know what I mean? Like, and if I did that to you all the time, and undermine our relationship. But being steadfast, I think the people you admire most, people you want to be like the most, they have a childlike faith in Christ. And I want that. You know, sometimes that's not always easy. But um, that's what I want. And that's what I want to choose each morning. So, I feel like that's a great place to end. And I feel like a tangible baby step besides being in the Word, like you mentioned, could be praying. Just pray that we could be steadfast, not only as a church, but on an individual level, I think. I think there's so much power in prayer, and I think He will move us one step closer yeah. to that. I mean, and He's the one who gives out faith. Yeah. Like, we can't take credit for the faith that we have. So if you are wanting childlike faith and wanting to be steadfast, I think prayer would be a great place to start as well. Yeah. Is there anything you want to end with? No, you nailed it. <laughs> I won't leave you hanging. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a great conversation, and I cannot wait to catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on our other social media platforms. We don't want you to miss out on any future content. Thank you so much again, guys. I hope you have a great day. And I want you to know I am personally praying that your roots stay strong.